Hey, hi, hello. Welcome back to another episode of You Tell em. I'm Haruka. And I'm Themis. And today's episode is going to be a bit more serious and heavy. We're going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movements, um, as well as activism in general. Mm-hmm. And before we kind of get into the episode, uh, we do realize we don't have that big of a platform with the podcast. And I'm sure most of you are already doing these things, but if you're not, uh, please, we will be linking a link in the description of this podcast. If you go on it, there will be many sublinks to different petitions you can sign, um, links you can donate to, and if you're in the States especially, uh, where you can kind of call and take further action, etc, etc. So please try to sign as many petitions as you can. That's really the kind of bare minimum of further action you can take aside from posting on social media, at least in my opinion. Yeah, it literally takes two seconds. They even provide zip codes you can use if you're out of the states, which you can use to sign petitions with, which is also really helpful. So yeah, please go do that right now. You don't even have to listen to the rest of this episode, to be honest. Just if you haven't yeah, done... Just do yeah, everything. Yeah, if you haven't use done any of those things, please... Go do that now or listen to the episode and do it. Like, I don't care. But please don't just sit there. Like, take action. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure everyone's, I mean, you should be aware of everything that's happening, not just in America, but around the world right now. People protesting for their basic human rights and against police brutality within Mm -hmm. the Black Lives Matter movement. And this is all sparked more specifically from the murder of George Floyd that represents, you know, hundreds of years of oppression and systematic racism against black people in America and around the world. Mm -hmm. We are not trying to gatekeep what you should or shouldn't be doing, and we definitely do not represent the thoughts and feelings of anyone in the black community, but we are actively trying to take action within our limits because obviously we're not currently in the States, so we can't call, etc. And we don't really have that much money as working students, but we are trying to do as much as we can. And within this episode, we're going to pledge 100 total, but basically $20 to each bail fund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to be donating. We can, we'll link this down below. Basically, it's it splits up the funds that you donate into the five different bail funds. And one is the Chicago Community Bond Fund, and then there's Brooklyn yep. Community Bail Fund, Louisville Community Bail Fund, Aware LA, and the Minnesota Freedom Fund. And if you're listening and you do have the ability to do so, please, please, please do whatever you can, even if it's donating a small amount of your pocket money, like anything will help. And also, since... I feel like the latter part of this episode will just be about activism in general because there is a lot of kind of performative activism going on or, you know, and we kind of have opinions. So as per usual, anything that we don't say as a fact is going to be an opinion and we are both very Mm -hmm. open to any constructive criticism you may hold. Please feel free. Like if you know us personally, by all means, go ahead, talk to us. If you're just a listener... Feel free to leave us a voice message. The link is always in the description of our podcast, or you can email us at youtellempodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and please, 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 if we say something that is um, offensive, we do not mean it. And please do educate us because we're both still Mm -hmm. trying to learn and absorb as much as we can. Yeah, and this is in no way trying to undermine or shame anyone who hasn't already been doing what we suggested because I really do feel like it's at least for a lot of our peers especially in this time because we don't live necessarily in a place where there's as much talk about racism in general because racism here is kind of basically a taboo to talk about and we are very aware for a lot of people that signing petitions and sending emails is basically the extent of what they can do and we just want to say we're not trying to gatekeep like we don't think that you not doing 
more makes you not a good person or like a lesser person it's just about doing what you can and i feel like that's what really matters with the whole black lives matter movement and also by extension with any other kind of social or political or environmental issues it shouldn't be a competition of how much you're doing it should be how much you've done based on your own circumstances mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah so now that we've gotten out of the way um i think oh wait we forgot to say also you should be calling out racist behaviors okay mm-hmm. whether they're your friends whether they're your elders you know cuz also here there's whole that whole like respect your elders thing is so forced okay mm-hmm. you know like speak up yeah and i do think what you can especially in hong kong culture in general you don't mm-hmm. you speaking up to people older than you or who yeah. quote unquote deserve respect is such an ingrained concept ever since we were little that speaking up seems like such an unfathomable thing to even do but there is so much instances of minor racist covert racism within asian communities mm-hmm. and this goes for jokes this goes for whatever they say casually call them out mm-hmm. and you know it you don't have to be aggressive with it you just have to educate them and let yeah. them know your opinion because if you let them know what you stand for, then that's already you setting up boundaries of what they can and cannot cross, you know? And I know that people are scared, but then this is how change is made. You can't just sit there idly, like... Uh, yeah. If you know you're in a position where speaking up would most definitely put you in harm's way, I think you shouldn't jeopardize your own safety. Mm-hmm. I think, yes, movements matter, but if it's at the cost of your own life, then you should not try to jeopardize your safety. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely do what you are able to and do what will keep you and the others around you safe. So, you know, mm-hmm. just look out for one another. Yeah, and... Moving on from that to another related topic, we want to talk about silence and how deafening it is and what constitutes as silent and what doesn't because there are so many nuances to this um, that can be discussed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know because obviously different people have very different ways of you know, coping and taking action. And not everything has to be displayed on social media. I definitely stand by that. But I do definitely have an issue if you're someone who usually posts a lot on social media and you're very vocal about what you're doing day to day, i.e. you're posting photos of your brunch or you shit post a lot. Like, I'm someone who shit posts a lot, I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you kind of set that expectation for other people to be like, they're very active on social media. So when something as big as this happens and, you know, it's very much a revolution that's happening and you're quiet about it, and this is about racism, you know? Like, you're either racist or you're not. And I feel like if you're suddenly really quiet on social media when you're normally very active, it does seem a bit iffy. But that being said, I don't think you can 100% call it quote-unquote silence. If that person just went from posting all the time to not posting at all, that might Mm -hmm. just be their way of coping. But I definitely do think it's a bit questionable if you go from posting a lot to, you know, this happening around you and you still continue to choose to post only about your brunch meal that quite frankly no one really fucking cares about i don't think it's quite questionable i think it is terrible it's just not right i i don't like honestly i don't give a shit about whatever fucking fit pic you're wearing right now okay like Mm -hmm. people have said this countless of times this is not an original take but you know read the fucking room and fucking yeah. know that there is a time and place for everything. You know what's going on. We all know what's going on right now. And okay, posting your five hour long stories about your personal life and your fucking brunch, your fit pic, your night out. And then continuing that on when clearly it is not the time and place to be doing that right now. 
people are being murdered, people are out there protesting, people are suffering and being traumatized by what is happening right now. And doing that shows how tone deaf you are and how baseless you are and how apathetic of a person you are that you think that you're the center of the universe and that things around you don't matter. It's so hard to articulate. No, I just don't know. I just feel like it's not always the case, but usually someone who's very active on social media very likely has, you know, somewhat of a platform, whether it's a very small one or a very big one. And at the end of the day, part of taking action, I, I feel like the bare minimum of taking action is sharing, you know, links to stuff on your story because like, you don't know. There might be someone, you know, younger who looks up to you on your social media and is like, oh, so-and-so signed this and, mm -hmm. you know, I want to be like them, whatever. I mean, that in itself is questionable, but, you know, they might follow suit and then get their friends, et cetera, et cetera. And I definitely feel like that's part of why you kind of yeah. expect it from people. Yeah, I feel like it's also because, I don't know, like there's like a very fine line between activism and then performance slash... Yeah. Well, it's not a very fine line, but... I guess the consensus with some people is they don't want to post, oh, I've signed this petition, or I don't want to post that I've, you know, donated because I don't want people to think I'm performance or, yeah. you know, indulging in clout activism. I don't know what else to yeah, call it. Yeah, it's but... such like a conflicting thing that that I even struggle with. Like, I don't know if what I'm doing is, like, if, if, it, yeah, if but then... other people perceive it as genuine or not. That's why I'm always really iffy about what I post because I don't I don't know what I hate more I don't know if I hate people's silence more of like people who constantly are on social media and constantly feel the need to post their personal lives which is completely fine by the way it's okay if you like to post mm -hmm. about your daily lives like everyone does it but then if you do that on the daily and do it for like menial things like how can you not do that for something so big and looming in the global political climate right now and yeah. it's either that or someone just posting like that that oh uh, silence is being complicit like that calligraphy posting on their stories and being like okay done i'm done for my activism of the day like yeah like that is not okay yeah i feel like the difference is the fucking i guess like intent because you could post your donation be like okay fucking match me here's the link go ahead yeah. i feel like that's not performance or clout because at the end of the day you're getting more people to donate and you're basically encouraging people to mm -hmm. whereas something like the i don't even know who started this okay but the the instagram chain like what Oof. what are you actually doing with that you're just putting a hashtag which you probably don't even know that much about and like it doesn't direct anyone to take any action it you're mm -hmm. kind of minimizing an entire movement into a yeah. fucking instagram game like that does not sit right with me and then also what's happening now is blackout tuesday and then people are spamming not the Blackout Tuesday hashtag, but they're using the Black Lives Matter hashtag to post mm -hmm. blank posts when people were using that hashtag before to kind of like spread and yeah. gather information about, you know, what's going on and stuff. So And usually usually it was also very important and recent information like, oh, police are in this yeah, location, yeah, yeah. ICE is in this location. So it was like very much Yeah. Very recent information. That was very important. Yeah. Once again, I don't know if I'm in a position to, you know, say my thoughts aloud because I feel like at this time my thoughts and feelings are not where attention needs to go yeah. so like i don't really know if it's problematic for me to say it you know maybe i shouldn't have said it at all but i don't know i just feel like it's just not doing anything actually constructive especially since mm -hmm. the hashtag was so used before because now when you go on it the hashtag like you can scroll for like five ten minutes and you'll only get like a sea of just like black squares and it seems yeah. like you're just blocking people from getting information, you know? And it's not just on Instagram, right? It's it's on a lot of different platforms because hashtags exist on, across mm -hmm. various platforms. So you're not just blocking one kind of source of news. You're blocking, like, multiple, I feel like. But, again, that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. I don't know. 
no with that with that too like, i get i completely get the whole um blacking out thing. like i get the sentiment it's behind a, it yeah i think even with the chain mall i can get the sentiment because then i've gotten tagged so many times and I know, like, most of those people who tag me, they honestly have good intentions. Like, they are the ones mm. signing petitions. They're the ones donating. And then I talked, I had, I had like, a proper conversation with a few of them. And a lot of them were like, yeah, I didn't know if I wanted to actually post. Like, I didn't know if it was insensitive or not. But I just felt like if I didn't post it, I would get called out for not supporting it. And I think that's, like, it's, like, a side to consider as well, like... If you have your good intentions, and that is fine, but I think just edge like you don't you don't have to worry about if people think you're racist or not if you're actively showing that you actually have good intentions and you are taking those steps, signing petitions, donating. You know, I think people can see that you care. Like you don't need some chainmail post on your story thing to validate that you're not a racist. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, like, I don't think anyone that I know of is ever trying to gain clout from being not racist, <laughs> because yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> you should just be, A, not racist, and also anti-racist in any Yeah, there's any that way. distinction, too. Yeah, and I just feel like you should be doing that anyway, like, I guess mm-hmm. it's really hard to expect people to be just, like, decent human beings, I guess, like, I... I don't know. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's, like, a lot of people saying that, oh, like, <laughs> this is, like, SJW shit. This is, like, PC shit. This is, like, you having a god cl- complex, thinking you're better than everyone else type activism. But it's really not. I think this is the base of base of yeah. human decency. This is, like, this should be the normal standard. And the fact that you think that this is, like, posting about Black Lives Matter is, like, being holier than thou. That just shows how shitty of a person you are, TBH, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I don't know, even with silence, I feel like there's a lot of people who are, this is, like, directly related to what I just said, but a lot of people mm. not speaking up or not, not yeah, not speaking up because they are scared of what other people think of them. Especially, like... Dude, I feel like if you speak up, and say hi just to confirm i am a not a racist and i am b anti-racist no one's gonna fucking come for your ass okay <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know and or like the whole like oh i don't want to speak up because like oh i don't want it to get political and it's like okay like i'm just gonna link it with the hong kong stuff because what's happening here is a lot more linked to politics and i feel like wanting to not share your political opinion online is perfectly understandable, especially when people will literally get killed for sharing their political opinions. But I feel like when it's something regarding racism, which is you're either racist or you're not. Yeah, it's not really a political issue. (laughs) Yeah, it's nothing to be scared of either to admit, hi, I am not a racist, the fuck, or like... (laughs) Do you get what I'm trying to say? I don't know. And, like, I don't think it ruins your aesthetic or, oh like, fucking God. your branding of your account. If anything, if I were following you and you were, like, an influencer, for example, and you were posting all of these things, I'd be even more happy to continue to follow you mm-hmm. because we share the same core values yeah. of not being racist. Literally. The thing is, though, I know that people here, especially in our like our peers in general do make fun of people for fucking literally speaking up against racism which is fucking absurd Mm -hmm. like i don't even know what goes on in their minds but there are so many fucking racists in our own community who think that speaking up against racism is either that they'll use gay or they'll say a fucking racial slur which is homophobic as well yeah literally they're racist and fucking homophobic homophobic like they're the the fucking shittiest people and i can't believe that people spend money your parents spent money on your education for you to be fucking uneducated about literal fucking whatever basic human decency dude I, I can't even I just, articulate properly because of how heated I am. Like, you have no idea. I just feel really, really 
frustrated because for a lot of these people, they're not black, and then they'll use the N-word along with a bunch of other slurs, and they're really, really quiet now, you know? Like, I mean, I don't know them. When I say quiet for me, it's like I haven't seen these people face-to-face, so and I really don't know them. Like, for all I know, they could be doing so much but just not posting about it because they're scared to, et cetera, et cetera, because we explained how you get made fun of for doing so here, whatever. Um, So that might be the case, but I honestly just don't really have that much hope in people. Yeah. I don't know, because, you know, when you're consistently racist or homophobic and you consistently make fun of people for, you know, taking action, you know, attending legal protests, et cetera, then... I just don't associate that image. Yeah, of and like, I don't know. I have you know. I hold back so much guilt for not speaking about speaking up about this shit to them. Like, like I in have general. Yeah, in general, because I obviously yeah, I've too. called out people for saying n word and stuff. Like, like in my high school years, but before that, I literally I just never said anything. It was like because like no one's stood up for that whatsoever and I don't know I don't know why I cared so much about what they thought but I li- I never said anything and it was so normalized and the thing was it was so normalized to the points that teachers did not give a shit if you use the n-word or if you use any racial slurs like yeah even or like the teachers themselves would say yeah it, which is like and this is like starting from primary school like racial slurs not even just for like saying the n-word just any other towards any other not minority it was so normalized it was like the daily vernacular essentially and i just never realized how fucked up it was until like high school and i think back on my own experiences and i just think what fucking type of education is this you know like this is so fucking normalized it's insane and i don't realize how fucked up it is until you know i actually i guess this kind of like comes down to like how white privilege is literally yeah. everywhere and it's largely because we do just live in a post-colonial world and so many of these systems were only built because so many places were colonized and I guess you know despite living in a East Asian country and I guess demographic wise on paper yeah I guess if you're white here you're quote-unquote a minority but the truth of the matter is you still live in a post-colonial mm-hmm. city where you largely benefit from the systems that are in place here. Um, for example, uh, you are less likely to get arrested in Hong Kong for just by being white, purely. Not even less likely. You're not going to get arrested you're just, if you're yeah. white in Hong like, Kong. Like, no cop is going to come up yeah, to you. Yeah, unless, unless you, like, committed, like, a serious crime with proper fucking evidence. And even then, you probably be bailed out. Yeah. Like, that means that I'm not trying to say that there's, like, zero difficulties at all being white in Hong Kong. I think that goes without saying. But the truth of the matter is that systematic fucking racism exists. And so does institutionalized racism. And if you're mm-hmm. white, you're benefiting, benefiting off of it, no matter what. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. Like, obviously you know everyone has their own personal struggles even whatever race you are but i think not being a minority trumps all of that you know Mm -hmm. also like with people who are mixed race as well because so much of whether you benefit from the system or not is purely dictated by your skin color so you could be a mixed race person and i'm not trying to raise your non-white parts because obviously they're like an integral part of you as a person but you know like if anyone were to just look at you or like if the system quote unquote were to just analyze you they see the white skin and then you automatically just get all the privileges that anyone else who doesn't physically appear white Mm -hmm. would get and literally like it's not something you're in control of Mm -hmm. like that fucking who's who okay hark sent me this post this morning okay of this this influencer who claimed that we choose to be i mm, i don't even okay i can't even bring this up because it's making me so heated (laughs) basically Um, she said um 
Uh, black people, chill out. You chose to be minorities when you're brought into this world. Our souls chose this life for these experiences. Blah blah. She was smoking some fucking crack. Okay, I don't even know. Like, I don't even think smoking crack gets you to that mindset. I think she had to be like fucking. Dude, where do you boofing. even come up with this shit? <laughs> I think she had to be fucking boofing crack and ketamine at the fucking same time to even fucking somehow get a sliver of that whatever she's trying to fucking say i'm what the fuck how did black people's souls choose to be fucking oppressed and choose to live in a fucking racist society i don't know dude like i just some people like their logic i just yeah and then after she dead ass dead ass she was like oh dm me if you want any clarifications and obviously she got dms and all she said was I don't know why everyone's DMing me. I like you guys. You guys just don't understand my level of thinking. Like maybe I shouldn't have brought like, it yeah, up. Yeah, no, she. It was no, she is like the definition. She's the definition of like I feel like what God complex was because she was. She literally explicitly said like, yeah, like I just feel like you have to be on my level of thinking to be able to understand <laughs> where I'm coming from. I'm <laughs> not racist, and I'm like, <gasps> oh my god, like. <laughs> I think I think she also said like oh I was born white and then she was like with the Brazilian father and a Malaysian mother or some shit and I was no like, no 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 she grew up in Malaysia wait let me get the let me get what she I don't said even exactly know, like, because I'm I'm like it just it's so like baffling oh she deleted it she deleted Ooh. she fucking should bro. Uh, also also her account name is Samantha K as in k-a-y and then t-y yeah fucking you know in case anyone wants to know no bro. and i don't feel bad for calling this person out because she has 169,000 followers this is not just any random teenager which brings me on to the point of you know like calling people out online and doxing them because i have so (laughs) such like mixed yeah such mixed opinions about this because um they're I think the biggest one that most people are like, oh, are the girls who kind of recreated the, you yeah. know, like the Floyd video, and then they posted it onto TikTok. Fucking psychotic. And, yeah, I just, and then on their Instagrams, they're like, oh, it was an accident, and I was like, what the fuck do you mean it was an accident? Like, you Bruh. posted that shit, and you recorded it. What? And then, basically, what happened was their accounts got hacked, and then their Facebooks, like, their names got released, which I feel like, personally, I don't really have a problem with people's names getting released, because if you're gonna be racist, okay, like... If you publicly posted it on TikTok, then you probably wanted some fucking clout from it, so there's your clout. Their colleges got emailed, and then their places got revoked. As you should. I, I personally do think that is also acceptable, but then the thing I'm a bit more kind of unsure about is when their addresses get leaked because because like social media handles or social media handles they're kind of just out there for anyone to kind of get but then i feel like address is like that's someone's home and the reason why i'm so mixed on this is like on one hand yeah they fully fucked up they to some extent clearly knew what they were doing and intended to release the stuff that they did but also at the same time, these people aren't that much older than we are, I, I'm guessing. Or they they might even be the same age. And I feel like your address, that's, you know, that's where you live. That's your home. And, like, to have people showing up there, like, you, that, yeah, that to so, me is kind of scary. It's such, like, a conflicting thing because there's, like, two parts of me where one part is, like, yeah, they fucking deserve it, like, this is like mm-hmm. this is literally fucking what you get this is like there are consequences to your action but then there's that other part of me which is like people do have the capacity to ch- this is not me defending them whatsoever by the way and i'm just saying this from the mindset of i think about like an example would be my parents right they they've changed so much over the years like in their middle ages you know about social issues and everything and they really did actually educate them 
selves and with that it's like changes do happen and you know they can happen and they're still young you know yeah and then there's another part of me where despite how disgusting and pretty much unforgivable their actions were I do think that there is a capacity for change and they obviously they do not deserve um black people's forgiveness if they do not want to forgive them that is completely valid but I do think that people have the capacity to change and people getting educated and actually having empathy and realizing what they did wrong that will probably most likely won't stem from you know being dogs it's most likely compassion and willingness to for other people to educate them if they're actually willing to digest that they could change, you know, and this is me speaking with my experience with family members who hold very different um, opinions of social issues now compared to when I was born, essentially, because they were willing to listen. And usually this type of empathy and change in thinking comes from love, you know, and especially when it's coming from somebody they know so like their family members if they're willing to educate them all of that there is that capacity obviously granted it's it's not a given there there's no guarantee that they will change but it's just something to think about i guess like getting i think um getting your college admissions revoked and having your name known and being aired out that is that is a completely different thing than you know getting your address leaked and everything but it's still debatable i guess yeah and i don't know and just in regard to that i feel like there's a lot of different small disagreements and small nuances within the movement and this is not me i'm not qualified to say anything about this at all i'm not black you know but this is just my opinion I do think that there are small nuances of differences in thinking of people who are on the same cause who are both supporting Black Lives Matter. And I think there are better uses of your energy rather than, you know, nitpicking and gatekeeping what is um, Black Lives Matter or not. I mean, in terms of like the tiny, finer details, right, of opinions, because all that's doing, I think it's polarizing the movement and there are better uses of that, you know, direct that to people who don't support the movement and try to educate them. You know, there's no point in fighting on like the finer nuances with people who are supporting you. And obviously, if those finer nuances are actually a offensive or you don't agree with them, that's completely fine. I think if you do want to change that, you should talk to them in a very level tone, I guess, like in an educational way. And once again, this is this is not saying that especially black people are not in debt or not obligated to educate you on these matters. But if you do have an opinion and you are willing to have that emotional capacity to share it, you know, just tell them. And I'm sure that they're willing to hear you out and there's just no point in fighting each other when there is a bigger cause that we should all be rooting for. Yeah, like, I kind of get that. Like, yeah, like, I do definitely support, like, re-educating people moreover than just mm -hmm. fighting with them. Because, yeah, like, in some cases, people choose to be racist, but in others, it literally might just come from ignorance. And whilst, yes, that is their responsibility, maybe they just... Like, for the benefit of the doubt, they just really don't, they just don't know, because maybe it's like, oh yeah, like, I don't really see this stuff happening around me, so therefore it doesn't affect me, which is kind of something else that I'm mad about, yeah. in a way, because just because something isn't physically near you doesn't mean it's not happening, yeah. and I don't think that invalidates the severity and the magnitude of mm -hmm. said thing. And this kind of brings me to talk more about solidarity in general, because obviously what's happening here in Hong Kong, especially regarding, you know, the police brutality is very similar. I mean, what the fuck am I even saying? Yeah, it's like similar 
well there, like it, it addresses yeah there are like certain parallels yeah. with um what's happening here and also in the states and there's you know the hong kong and minneapolis protesters have definitely shown each other a lot of solidarity which is honestly like amazing to see yeah like it's really amazing to see but it really sucks that you know this kind of good is only seen when like things are surrounding the situations are both like very 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 terrible things that are happening yeah but i kind of have insane like that this is the state of the world yeah i just kind of have a problem with double standards in a way because before the minneapolis protests started a lot of people in the u.s especially those who are like pro-democracy like they were basically rooting on people here that was like the general kind of consensus that i got from reading articles is that you know people were like you know very supportive of hong kongers for fighting for their freedom etc etc and they were like cheering them on they're like yeah like go on defeat the pig whatever but then there are these same people some of them now have a problem with people in their own country fighting for their own freedom and the right to just live like something just isn't adding up man literally your own president can support hong kong and fighting for freedom but can't support it when it's happening in your own country man exactly i know and then like it's it's almost right it's almost as if like they're cherry picking like they're like being like selectively supportive of human right you know Mm -hmm. i just and i i genuinely believe that you know, freedom should, like, is a human right and should be, but unfortunately the truth of the matter is, it's just that it's not (laughs) necessarily something that, unfortunately people Mm -hmm. can, you know, have, which I don't know, I just, like, where does this double standard thing even, like, what? Like, I just... I think it's I feel like a lot of the time it's because they're seeing it from their TV screens like things happening in Hong Kong mm. versus seeing it in their own country like I guess it's a uh, is this a hot take I guess it's a certain form of apathy where you don't mind seeing another country destroyed if the if the cause behind it is good like you would think that the destruction is just you know a means to an end but then when it happens in your own country i guess you're more self-centered and you think oh they're destroying where i live you know now it's a me problem like now it's a you versus me problem this isn't about what you're fighting for this is about what's happening to me and i think that might be i don't know that might be i guess that does kind of explain it really weird and on the flip side there are people who are kind of having get an olympic competition of who has it where it's and it's maybe just acknowledge that shut the fuck up (laughs) yeah you can't just invalidate what people are going through you know there's no worse this goes (laughs) yeah this like oppression olympics this goes for like every cause tbh like Mm -hmm. there's oppression olympics i'm saying oppression olympics i just mean like comparison between like Uh, who has it worse olympics yeah who has it worse olympics a lot of the people in hong kong they like to compare hong kong and the u.s and they're like oh hong kong police brutality a versus police brutality in the uk um usb and then they write their like thesis statement on what they think about it and it's like honestly i get it most of the time it's like in good intention and they're just trying to spread awareness i get it Mm mm-hmm but then, you know, there was a time and place for everything. Can You can support both causes at the same time and you don't have to compare them. Obviously, they, whether, depending on your perspective, you're going to either think one's worse um, or one's better or they're both the same. But ultimately, that doesn't matter because these are very different dynamics. Different scenari- <laughs> yeah, different dynamics and... You know, they're both such big causes and they both deserve attention. But then con- just comparing them is invalidating both of the causes, you know. Yeah. And you d- you're better off separating those causes rather than trying to clump them in together, you know. Yeah. And, and it's kind of just like undermining the other one. And I just don't mm-hmm. agree with that because clearly, you know, movements and like protests are happening because 
like whatever is going on in any country is super like super important to the people there or like abroad like i don't think it's justified like these are not things that can be compared period yeah and like you just shouldn't be pitting them against one another and like mm-hmm. i feel like with this whole solidarity thing i've also noticed i don't know what else to kind of call it but i guess it's like a fake solidarity front like well who mm. there are so many people who kind of pretend to be politically correct or aware i i don't really know how to phrase it um i feel like they're selectively being socially aware yeah when they're around like when they're around certain, certain people. people that they know that care about those issues mm-hmm. yeah and then the other 90 percent of the time they just don't care either they partake in the same activities that they condemn, condemn around yeah. the other people yeah or or they just they just let things like and i'm i just don't understand that because when you choose to do that you're actively choosing to be a non-decent human i feel like because then you're you're fully capable of being clearly you know aware of the issues around you and clearly aware of being able to you know call people out for any behaviors that could be harmful or damaging to others but then at the same time you're only doing that when you're with a certain person or a certain group of people what is the point in doing that because then you're still actively choosing to not actually care i feel like in a sense i don't even know how to phrase this eloquently in any uh, my mind so full but so empty at the same time (laughs) it's just like what is the point in you know having a facade of solidarity yeah and respectfulness when you're really not yeah i don't know i just feel like if you can take the time and energy to you know kind of put up this front why don't you just take the extra step and just actually become that person you know i i i I really don't doubt that it would you know affect you socially in any way except for maybe make people have more respect for you of anything i i just don't see any bad consequences coming out of constantly keeping that energy of just being just a decent human being who won't judge others for literally being what they are yeah with the whole fake solidarity thing there's also like phases of activism you Mm -hmm. know like i think we all know people who were super loud super active super passionate about things like save the turtles movement and environmentalism visco girls as they should you know as they as they fucking Mm -hmm. should like that is fucking important and you should still be advocating for that but then they only did it for like a month and then people don't give a shit anymore and then now they just start using plastic straws again like what yeah like i'll really get that it's like everyone cared about environmental activism because it was like cool and then Mm -hmm. now that other stuff's taken over they're like oh single-use plastics i love her <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, like what or like they're really loud about i mean obviously from person to person different issues will matter more i feel like you know because mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day like i feel like every person has different priorities but like yeah and you know obviously your life experiences yeah. dictate what things you're probably going to be more passionate yeah. passionate and personally affected by. Yeah and like especially when I've seen people advocate so much for other things and you know they're fully capable of you know using their voice and spreading awareness etc and then now all of a sudden they're really quiet as well as a bit. Yeah it's pretty jarring to see that yeah. switch from like deafening to just silence yeah you know because i feel like right now all i see on social media is just everyone talking about the black lives matter movement and for people who are kind of bandwagoning and aren't actually taking the time to educate themselves on the cause or aren't actually taking action like when people stop posting as much on social media they're just gonna you know go back to doing what they were doing before go on with their lives and kind of forget about it but i feel like that's such a dangerous mindset because thing with this movement is black people can't change the fact that they're black Mm -hmm. your skin color isn't something you can just 
erase and same with the prejudices and discrimination associated towards just the color of someone's skin they can't just one day wake up and decide oh i i'm just not going to be oppressed anymore type vibe like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's not something they can just walk away from and it's kind of scary to think about because then people are just going to like i really hope all the conversation right now is really educating people and like changing people's mindsets cuz like even i feel like i've learned so much more in the past what week than mm-hmm. i have honestly like the entirety of like when i went to school basically and like and i'm still aware really? yeah like i'm so aware that there's still so much more for me to learn like, this is like just like this is like cuz i just like saw this but like mm-hmm. the Tulsa massacre Mm-hmm. nobody taught that at schools it's such like a fucking uh, it should be taught everywhere eurocentric no shit about it literally and it's fucking insane no and yeah the fact that the same curriculum basically has existed since what like the 60s just shows how little society has progressed within you know social social exactly. justice and i mean there's a reason why in change. our school they taught us about mlk and not malcolm x yeah for both of us there's still so much for us to learn and yeah obviously it's not something that i'm just going to stop you know yeah like i i don't i don't think racism has like an end point where it's like oh you watched this many documentaries you educated yourself <laughs> yeah. on this many issues now you're officially anti-racist it's not that yeah. you know there's always more to learn there's always going to be changes in the future that you can educate yourself about and it's not it's something that you have to actively continue doing yeah. you know it's not something that you can just like check off a tick list like yeah i mean and take off a also, checklist i would like to add being a person of color doesn't exempt you from racism okay yeah deadass. like <laughs> like in uh, and like in any way shape or form like at all you know and that being said just because someone is white does not mean that they are definitely racist you know like i feel like that's kind of an idea that a lot of people seem to hold you know like it's one or the other of what i just said and i just Mm -hmm. would like to say that just as a reminder please keep that in mind and i also don't think being a person of color exempts you from having to learn about other races Mm -hmm. okay also adding to that most of y'all are fucking in quarantine. You have the, all the time in the world to learn about this right now. So mm. use this time and you can educate yourself on all these issues, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And, like, the thing is, like, it's never too late to start changing your ways is the thing. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't think you should necessarily blame, like, oh, yeah, my father says this, so that's why I think this, like... Come on, like, you know, based off of the demographics that I've seen, at least where this podcast goes, like, you're all old enough to be able to make your own decisions and formulate your own opinions. And I just don't really think that's a legitimate excuse. Yeah, and I feel like another point to touch on is that a lot of girls especially have a fear of speaking up, especially in asian countries Mm -hmm. because there's this image of like oh you you know girls need to be submissive and have no opinions which might not be overtly expressed in society but it's very much you know it's very much hidden and has like very heavy undertones within how females are raised especially in asia that a lot i feel like a lot of girls are just afraid to speak up just because they're afraid to you know not be validated as a woman and like being called like an angry feminist bitch or whatever mm-hmm. or like a social justice warrior which sort of i guess takes away quote unquote from their desirability which is so fucked like people you being validated by society should be the least of your concern when people are being murdered on the streets right now mm-hmm. And I feel like one thing, this isn't related to the Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. movement, but one thing that I've been so proud to see in Hong Kong specifically is how much more outspoken people are right now. Mm -hmm. As in growing up, all of my relatives, all my local Hong Kong friends, none of them really felt the need to speak up about any sort of injustice or any mm-hmm. activism and that was just normalized you know it wasn't it was out of the norm to you know speak up about 
anything political if you were like a young girl specifically mm-hmm. or like a teenager even especially they just like speaking up period is just not yeah very it's just normal it's just look yeah, it's yeah it makes you look like out of the norm like it makes you look like almost like rude yeah or troublesome yeah 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 and yeah and the fact that now how much that has shifted at least you know around my peers that i see Mm. it's so inspiring to see that people are finally realizing that you know sparing someone's feelings of being respected as an elder should be less prioritized than speaking up for what is actually right and what you care about and that's something that has been so has given me so much hope that you know society does have capacity to change whether that's stopping from being silent about injustices and just speaking up in general like if a place as conservative as hong kong can shift so drastically in a year in terms of public opinion Mm -hmm. and public expression of you know resentment towards the government towards politics in the country then Mm -hmm. i think that really goes to show how much power people have and how much is possible to incite change or discussion and conversation about the issues that matter to you? Yeah, I I like definitely a hundred percent agree with that. Like, and like I've even felt what you just said with myself as well. Like, I used to you would never see me, um, you know, openly speak about anything that mattered to me or like call anything out. Like I. I'm very ranty and complaining and quite frankly an ear sore just in general as a person but I feel like before yes. I was very more like if something if someone did something I'd either like call them out on the spot and then if they kept doing something like I just wouldn't say anything else because I was like okay I tried once whatever or like mm-hmm. I just if someone did something that really annoyed me instead of kind of asking them why I would just kind of, like, rant to friends instead of, like, Mm -hmm. actually doing something, I feel, like, constructive for both, like, just, yeah, just constructive, period. So, yeah, I definitely do think I'm a lot more outspoken now. And, like, not even just, like, with peers. It's, like, with, like, elders, with just other, like, family members, with um, any authority figures, like, teachers, etc. Like, I just... Yeah, like, and, I don't know, like, I feel like by doing that as well, I have, like, a better understanding of who I am as a person. Like, I mm-hmm. sound kind of crazy, but, like, I I don't know, like, I don't know, because I've always felt like I've had very different opinions to those mm-hmm. really closely around me, and to some extent, yes, that is true, but then also, like, the more I speak out about it the more I realize oh like it's not that I have a wrong or a different opinion I'm just introducing a new perspective and Mm -hmm. I'm possibly like shifting opinions which is really like it feels good to kind of know that I'm I'm like kind of inciting change especially with like yeah especially with people like like older individuals you know I was always under the impression just like oh old people are just old people they're not gonna be open to change but I mean it's definitely interesting to know that that's not so true anymore and it does kind of give Mm -hmm. me some sense of hope as you know futile everything feels (laughs) uh but and yeah I I definitely do think that's like I guess like silver lining within all of this I was lucky enough to never be severely punished for my opinions and I don't know what sort of fucking bravery juice I had as a child, but I always talk back to my family. And I think because I'm a lot younger than the rest of my family members and I'm the only like female child. So I guess I felt very unheard as a kid, which made me compensate that by, you know, being annoying and loud <laughs> to them to garner attention but then that just made me really really vocal about things I cared about and whenever my family said something that I didn't agree with I would immediately speak up and 
say stuff. And at first, I think they definitely were not about it whatsoever, especially in like primary school, middle schoolish, because that was not the norm at all. Like, I'm the, and I guess this stems from a place of privilege as well. I had the privilege to, you know, be able to go to a school where that sort of, I guess, debate and free discussion was encouraged at least in certain topics and that translated really into my personal life and that's something I'm really grateful for because then and I think yeah my parents being not just my my family being against that not my family people around me being against that just made me double down on it and made me even more vocal and honestly I feel like back then I was it was it was like also like part teenage angst I guess but then that did turn out well because there are a lot of things that I have actually changed perspectives on and I think it's important to you know speak up when you can because a lot of the times nobody's you're not going to change any perspectives whatsoever if you're going to stay silent and you might not if you even speak up but at least there is a possibility that you can rather than making that impossible by just being silent you know yeah i feel like i was really different i would never speak up unless it was something that i just became like way 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 too ignorant and really something that i felt really strong about that i would kind of you know speak out on or like it would be like layers upon layers of things and then like i finally was just like nope and then i'd like (laughs) snap basically but then yeah yeah, I feel like now I'm a lot more just, like, call it out as it goes energy. But, mm-hmm. I mean, even then I still try to, you know, think about it before I call it out. Just because it's like, you never know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, a part of me is still very, like, I am kind of scared. But also, not really. Because, like, there's clearly something wrong here. And I very, very disagree with it and it's making me shake with anger yes Mm -hmm. i think it's really important to reiterate though that there are obviously instances where once again like thema said it's not safe to express your opinions for example your family your family might not be open to change at all Mm. and you know if that's going to bring more harm than good then you don't have to you know because expressing your opinion expends your own emotional health and energy as well mm-hmm. and if ultimately nothing good is going to come out of it then save that energy and yeah. put that into somewhere else yeah manifest it into some other place which gives you positive energy i think yeah yeah oh my god i sound like i really am starting to just accept i'm very spiritual as a person <laughs> that's fine um but yeah i feel like we're kind of not necessarily going in circles but this is basically what we have to say for now and anything else would kind of just pile on top and i think i definitely i don't know if i speak for both of us but i feel like at the moment you know like the stuff happening here in hong kong and also the black lives matter movement and also coronavirus are just basically the only things swirling around in my mind so oh and you know still like the climate crisis is still there don't worry um but (laughs) i just feel like yeah i mean there's so much more different things happening around the world i feel like just because these are the things that are like the most kind of swirling in my mind water so i feel like any if this episode were any longer, we'd just end up circling back to yeah. what we said, basically. So. And, you know, once again, this is not us tr- trying to establish our voices on this as important figures whatsoever. This yeah. is literally two sad teenage girls. Things. <laughs> yeah, two sad fucking teenage girls talking about an issue that's way bigger than ourselves. And this is, you know, us expressing our opinions. And we just wanted to get that out there because this is basically 
the only thing that we felt would be appropriate to discuss in this time, you know? Yeah. And, like, it it just wouldn't kind of go with our philosophy, I guess, if we just didn't post anything at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, thank you for listening. And once again, just want to reiterate, please make sure you check the link in the description of this podcast. Um, please mm-hmm. do what you can to take action. You know, petitions and emails, they, they literally don't even take five minutes of your day. Like, Mm -hmm. especially if you're comfortable with using technology. Yeah. And stay safe and love each other. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Okay, Okay, bye. bye.